There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash monthly 5 k If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org slash connect. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. It's really the leaders that determine the success of a company. And uh, the leader's passion and the vision and the fire in the belly not to let any crisis or challenge topple them over. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are going to be with someone who I've been actually admiring. I didn't know she was the team, the team, the person, the founder behind Team Asia because I'm a big fan of Team Asia. You know, and again, uh, for someone uh, to build this type of company, not just a company, it's an award-winning company. It must have took a lot of hustle and sacrifice because what we only see now is the end results and the end product. But today, we will be having a deep dive behind Team Asia. 
because we will be having their president, president, president and founder, Miss <laughs> Monette Ituralde Hamlin. Miss Monette, welcome to Hustle Share. Hi, Ronster. <laughs> Hi, Ronster. Thank you. Okay. Again, prior to the recording, you both admitted that we're both nervous. But it's, come on, it's just a small chikahan about your hustle. So it's yeah. all about you. Um, and again, welcome to the Hustle Share. I'm a big fan of, of, of your work in Team Asia. Uh, and shout out to Bailey uh, if you're listening to this. So shout out to you. But again, um, before I get started and start talking on my way through the whole episode, Miss Monette, what is your hustle? My hustle is simple. It's just to create, develop, and sustain visibility for brands, for our clients through effective, meaningful, and compelling integrated marketing experiences. Yeah. In other words, we make them visible. There you go. So if you're invisible, this is how you become visible <laughs> through, through the Team Asia. But what I want to understand, because again, I, I've been exposed to events, you know, integrated marketing, the, 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 whole, the whole gamut, because my first startup was called Party File. This was like oh. almost 10 years ago. And anybody who's ever been to the event industry or, or, or hustled their way through that, I have nothing but mad respect for. Because it is not the easiest. Actually, one of the, if not the, the most stressful industry to be in, it's right there at the top. And for you to create a company like that, it, it's just remarkable. So again, mad props. But before I get carried away, Miss Monette, I need you to put on your seatbelt because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. Boom. Okay, so we're back from how we started. I want to understand before Team Asia became Team Asia, as we all know. How did you start your hustle? Because you know, um, I'm I'm reading your background, and you're you're not someone who just like you know made chambaras. You were summa cum laude, you know, uh, before and. But I want to understand what was your very first inclinations that you remember towards hustling that's related to uh, what you built in Team Asia? Well, I have to hark back to 1992. Were you even born then already, Ronster? Yes, I am an 80s baby, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, Team Asia was actually born in Hong Kong. Oh. Uh, I was yes, I was asked at the time by the Asian Institute of Management to run uh, the Asian Management Awards. So wow. this was an awards program that we recognized the best managed companies across six different countries. So that's mm -hmm. Hong Kong, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, and the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And so this was a joint project at the time between World Executives Digest, where I was working as associate publisher. And the Asian Institute of Management. Okay. But in 1992, new owners came in to WED, to World mm. Executive Digest, and fired us. Fired me. Fired. Yeah. Like, let go. Like, goodbye, because oh they wanted goodness. to put in their own executives. Yeah, their own people. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. I was out of a job. I had two babies. I had recently separated from my first husband. And in wow. that same week, in that same week, Ronster, my mom gets run over by a car. So I was responsible for all of this and I didn't know what to do. But then... What? <laughs> Wait, I, I, we're, we're a few minutes in the episode. I'm already shook. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, wow. so AIM, who I was doing the project under WED for the past two years, also uh, wanted to do it with me rather than the new owner. So they said, Monette, can you do it? 
And I said, sure, but you know, I have no money. I have to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. But my uh, partner uh, on the other side at uh, AIM, who was mm-hmm. Michael Allen Hamlin, mm-hmm. told me, you know, Monette, you just do it. You know what to do. You've run the program for two years. I said, but I have no money. And he said, just do what you do best and the money will follow. So we set up Team Asia in Hong Kong and that's it. We just wow. ran with the program. We were able to generate the funds needed in terms of sponsorships. Imagine more Ronster. Right. At that time, I would have to travel to each of these countries at least three times in a year. Oh I would God. have to mount a huge event, an awards event where the head of the country, whether president or prime minister, would be giving the awards to the best managed companies. It was the event of that country. Sana kukukuha ng pera. But God is so good talaga. When wow. God closes a door, He opens a window. So that's it. That's how Team Asia started. That's after- crazy. <laughs> now, what I want to understand, because again, a lot of the founders that I've had here, again, either had, uh, uh, again, uh, were, who were trained by their parents or heavy influences that were, were born into, or were just, you know, um, forged by fire. And to have that crazy event within that short span of time and still have the, to deliver, um, that's crazy. And it takes a massive amount of grit to get over that hump because as you're trying to overcome the, the professional stuff, you have, to own, to have, you have your own you know, crosses to bear. At that point, because it's easy to cave in, Ms. Manet. Yes, you know this. Like, it's easy to just wait for you know, screw this, I'm done, I'm out. But entrepreneurs, for some reason, there's a common, you know, again, chromosome among us, you know, that pulls us through. What was that for you? How, why did you keep pushing through when it was easy to just say, like, you know what, bail out, I'm done. I'll just you keep know, it. I would just say it's love. Because every morning, I would look at the faces of my two daughters, Bea and Kara. Bea was, what, barely four Kara was one year old. I would look at them and say, I am responsible for these two beautiful children. I have to make a go of this. There is nothing else that's there in the horizon and I will make sure this happens. I, I, that, that, that struck my heart right there because I was also uh, raised by a single mom and it wasn't easy for her. You know, she, uh, so I had my mom and my grandma who raised me and she probably thought the same. Um, you know, it wasn't easy. Uh, she wouldn't come from a wealthy family. There's no inheritance and whatnot. But whenever I would share, uh, you know, every once in a while, she would tell me that uh, I have to pull through because whatever I did not have, I have to provide to my son and put me in a position to be more successful from, you know, the the the, the pedestal that she put me in to, to put me in that position. So, mad perhaps. I love that story. I, I always have, a uh, 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 again, a soft spot for hustling moms because I was raised by one. Thank you. Truly okay, true. now I want to understand. So you, you put it out in Hong Kong. The money is the most important part because regardless of your plans, you need resources to put that into fruition. I'm not going to ask the numbers. I'm going to ask how you get the funding to get that done. Uh, in, in, in an events industry like this, you know, especially in startups, it's very similar. You know, we have to always look for funding to, to develop our product, to hire our own team. For you, how, wh- wh- how did you get that done? Okay, so remember I said I had no job. So I had zero savings because everything was taken away by that 
older part of that fa- the, my history. Got it. So I had an angel investor at that time. Wow. The the head of uh, World Executives Digest, who also lost his job, mm. said, okay, uh, he decided to invest in various different startups. Wow. And he gave uh, me a small amount mm-hmm. and said, okay, you have to live with this. It was really a tiny amount. Got but it. then, um, you know, I worked in a garage Garage, and, wow. Garage talaga. <laughs> wow, just like Steve Jobs. Okay. And um, I had a phone. Okay. I had my computer. Mm-hmm. Bagong-bago pa lang nun yung computers. And uh, I would send out sponsorship letters. I'd hustle, wow. call up people. And then the, the, the money that we had, we invested in the first travel that we had to do to the different countries. Mm-hmm. And that travel was purely for selling. So we had already sent sponsorship letters all over and we would knock on all the different sponsors to plead essentially for us to get some money so that we could run the program. But bear in mind that I had already run it for two years under World Executive Digest and AIM. But this time, it's under Team Asia and nobody knows who Team Asia is. But people knew who Monette Hamlin was. Sorry, but at that time, I wasn't Hamlin yet. huh? Right. Yeah, so okay. I was. You know uh, who you were. The reputation, <laughs> yes. there's equity on your hustle prior. Already. Right, so that's it. And I remember the very first sponsorship that we were able to get. Um, it was in Malaysia. Wow. And it was, uh, we went to this place. It was, their office was somewhere the equivalent of Divisoria. Got it, in so, KL. Yeah, so I went up, went there. And um, we were allowed to come into the, uh, it's just an old office. And Got then it. we. I was with Michael Allen Hamlin, who was my partner, by the way. Got so we, uh, in the business, then we entered and it was a steep staircase going up. When we got up to the staircase, there was another guy who said, please wait here. And there was no, and it's this big hall. We waited. We waited for an hour. Wow. And Mike was saying, this is wasting our time. There's so much more. I mean, we have very little time to sell. We only have two days in Malaysia. Right. And I said, Let's wait some more. Let's wait some more. And just when he stood up and he said he was going to leave already, the door opens. Wow. And we're allowed into the room. And we entered this cavernous room. It's huge. And mm-hmm. right in the center was this huge mahogany table with the owner of the company behind it. Wow. And the owner had, I remembered, they had this um, sculpture of a horse. I love horses. Okay. And I collect horses, uh, sculptures. So it was okay. there and I was looking at it. And then he said, so why are you here? So I began starting already selling. And mm. Mike went butt in and selling. And he kept on for about 15 minutes. And then the guy wasn't saying anything. Holds up his hand and says, stop. And then he said, oh, no. So our hearts, you know, yeah, sank. Yeah, you're sunk. <laughs> and then he said, okay, I'm, g- I'm going to sponsor you for the next three years. Wow. Three-year commitment? What? I mean, we almost fell out of off our chairs. And they said, huh? Wow. We hadn't even gone to the end of the presentation. Right. You know what he said? I just wanted to see the two of you and to make sure that I knew who was going to deliver. And now I believe that you will you will deliver. And that's that it. It's amazing. That's, we had enough money because he, he sponsored us for three years in advance. Mm. We had enough money to run the program. That's and amazing. That's now, I... And this is common among entrepreneurs. There, there, there's. I, I can, I can name a few instances in my, but I'm not going to share it uh, today because we we will run out of time. But there are always those make it or break it 
type of meetings that you know the the degree of 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 how important that is and most entrepreneurs again that that's nerve-wracking right plus time pressure that you, you only have a couple of days but for some reason we always also pull through but in your case what do you think did you say during that meeting or at least showed not even say with your dynamic with mike um that convinced them i think he just saw the passion that we had that we wanted to make this work and uh, he could see that we were honest that we you know he could see i think that's it that he could see that we could be depended on and he knew that you know our heart was in it okay And, and that's common among founders right but uh, one thing that I also uh, I've seen, especially again in, in founders at whatever company, when you're young, sometimes the passion will pull through, but the, if there's no experience to back up that passion, because the passion is always you can feel it right away, it's intangible, but there's always that extra oomph that you say that you you say that again again reputation it can be experience and whatnot and whatnot, but coming from Team Asia having that prior hustle. What was the killer oomph that you had aside from just the passion? I'm pretty sure there is something that, that, that put it out there that got you the bag. Well, um, two things, no? I think it's the two founders, um, Mike and I, yep. but we both had our strengths. Yeah. Um, my strength was in organizing. I was organizing really detailed events, yep. and I've already had the two years track record to show that uh, we were we had been very successful mm-hmm. in organizing it. Plus, I had a 10-year um, history being mm-hmm. an associate publisher and circulation director of uh, the magazine, which meant really going around the Correct. different countries selling. Mm-hmm. So that was the experience that we had that I had. Plus, of course, he I'm sure he already studied what our background was. He knew I was SUMA. He knew I, I had graduated from AIM right. with a master's degree with distinction. Right. On Mike's side, naman, he was a, a writer. He was very keen uh, in terms of his writing skills. He was a journalist. He was vice president of AIM. Mm-hmm. So he was talking to two people who had experience who had the strength to make sh- that that was needed to put together the awards program. Plus, um, because we both had that management background, then we knew what an awards program for management is. And I think this is one of the things that has helped Team Asia all along. Because we were doing this Asian Management Awards, we were exposed to all the best managed companies in Asia. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. we could see all their best practices because yes. we were there during their revalidas, reading all of the documents that they sent, why they should win. So we understood what were the things, you know, the crisis that they all had to go mm-hmm. through. So I think it was that bank of knowledge, the fact that we were privy to this information that please Ronster at the time wala pang internet wala pang telephone <laughs> at that time it was all hard books right so for you to be able to access this kind yeah. of valuable information that's a treasure trove right there it was a treasure trove and that was already reason how why you know how we went on after our contract with AIM ended got it all right now let's take our first break and when we come back let's now talk about how you built team asia further but let's talk about that more after the break. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. 
Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back in the break. We're still with Miss Manette Hamlin. Again, I was just blown away. I haven't had that type of an uh, uh, first part or a hustle share time machine journey in a while. It just shook the hell out of me, but amazing journeys. And again, the, the doubling down on what you said prior to the break that you know uh, passion alone is palpable it's a great indicator but prior experience prior hustles and prior um you know uh, prior success or excellence in a, in a, in that field that you're trying to get in always gets the job done right uh, because mm. it builds credibility at the end of the day especially if you're asking people for money the the, the big question in their head is why you now you got the money I understand that you know there's two of you, great dynamic duo, but duos just won't won't get that done alone. How did you build the team, and what were the next opportunities you had to pursue for Team Asia? Okay, so um, the first year uh, after the first year that we had Team Asia, our angel investor wanted out because uh, before oh. we we were able to finalize the the sponsorship, natakot mm-hmm. na siya. So we said, okay, you're out, and uh, we were very the lucky. The first, mm-hmm. the first year we were in the black already, so we paid him wow. back with interest. So wow. that meant kami na lang dalawa, right? Wow. Okay. So we continued on with the awards program, and in the course of all of this, so nakuha ko ng annulment ko, etc. Yep. Fell in love both of us, and then Aww. we. So <laughs> this is what you call retention. Yeah. Hook him up for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, that's that's it. Yeah, I think that's the what's most important about Team Asia that it has really been built on love. 
and that uh, this was something he was my partner in everything not just the business but in life no mm. and so we started after three years aim wanted out as well they felt kaina namin gawin ito we don't need you anymore so they canceled the contract mm. so at that time we were wondering what we would do but all the companies that had won and had participated in all of the events that we had, the awards programs, they came back to us and said, can you please do our events for us? And that's really how we went on. So started with the Far Eastern Economic Review. They wow. said, We're having a, we'd like to have a conference in Malaysia. Can you handle it? So we did. So we handled it in Malaysia. And um, we after that, we had people like i mean companies like intel sap wow. ibm fortune AMT, 500 right canon wow. i mean at that time paumpisa pa rin sila right so we were there actually when they were starting off here in the philippines mm -hmm. and uh, over the years we added people we added um expertise so we started yeah. with, with events right with the Asian Management Awards, it was an events program, but we would also have to take care of PR because we would have press conferences, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So we started to put in our content team, our PR team, and then creative design. And mm -hmm. then after that, once the internet came, digital services, we started doing websites um, and so on. So pretty soon, we found out that we were already an integrated marketing communications firm or an IMC. Wow. We had grown organically. Right. Yeah, but also one thing, Pala, that I think I should mention, because remember, we were very exposed to management thinking. And see, Mike, yeah. he, he, he was a voracious reader. He would read mm. a book a week. Wow. Yeah? So <laughs> he started, <laughs> and these are management books. Yes. We started with our speaker series. What is that? At that, uh, we decided to start bringing in all of these uh, well-known authors to the Philippines, to Asia, to the different countries so that people could have access to learning. So mm -hmm. we had Philip Cutter, Michael Porter, Peter Drucker. We had Robert Drucker. Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki at yep, that time rich dad, poor dad. had just written his uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book and he was trying to promote it. Nakatira pa nga siya sa bahay because he couldn't afford the hotel. What? So, <laughs> you as a poor dad back then, then for sure. Yeah, but but <laughs> no, right now he's such a mega person. Correct. So, again, because we we're exposed to all of these speakers that we were bringing around Asia, mm -hmm. we continued on with learning about best practices. Got it. So we were firmly entrenched in that space, mm -hmm. and that's also the reason I believe because we knew that that the those big companies came to us because they knew we knew our stuff. Got it. Now, let's talk about the flip side, Miss Minute, because regard, I'm pretty sure the growth is, 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 is impeccable, um, but alongside the growth, there's always pain involved. Oh, it's yeah. struggle. Let's talk oh, about yeah. those struggles. What are those early struggles and you know, the growing pains that you always you, you took as, as you evolved through the years? Well, you already know about canceling contracts, right? Right. So after building something that was very strong, it's suddenly taken away from you. Yeah. So that was the AIM issue. And then mm -hmm. we've gone through several different challenges. Now, we went through SARS. We had opened Team oh, Asia man. both in Hong Aside from the Philippines and Hong Kong, we had it in Singapore. And then okay. SARS happened. Oh, no more events. And so we had to you know, cancel Hong Kong. Here we, here we go again. Very similar thing, but it's a bigger scale. 
because we could not afford the rent anymore and nobody wanted to have events. So okay. goodbye Singapore, we goodbye Hong Kong, we decided to concentrate in the Philippines. Okay. Another thing that we faced was uh, the global financial crisis and the Asian financial crisis, yep. where suddenly the exchange rate doubled. So remember yep. I was telling you that we were organizing events for speakers. Suddenly our contracts in dollars, yeah, we were no longer getting payment from people in pesos. Wala na, it could not match, match anymore. Right. So we had to stop that. We didn't have money to pay. So we had to constantly rebuild. But one mm -hmm. of the things that uh, was great, no? Mm -hmm. Si Michael was a nerd eh? Nerd mm -hmm. in the sense now, when it's technology, he's want to, he wants to be the first there. He will yes. study it. So like, mm -hmm. for instance, when uh, the internet started, we were one of the very first companies to have a website in the Philippines built by Mike. Wow. So, so technology has always been something that we would embrace Okay. Uh, we wholeheartedly so so from slow mail when we started when we would invite it was all uh, writing letters printing it putting it into envelopes bringing it to the post office blah blah mm. blah and then ano nangyari we had fax marketing fax you remember marketing. that yes after fax marketing it became what SMS marketing SMS. Mm. and then email marketing and now it's social media marketing right. so what is important that uh, we've discovered is you really have to be able to adapt quickly and to embrace technology. Now, so, yun yung, uh, ano, namin. Absolutely. And, and again, with every single pivot that you do towards, you know, the, the, the rising trends, how did you manage the team and surrounded yourself with the right team? Because at the end of the day, again, it's a fast evolving market. Skills need to be upgraded or, you know, some people would have to be passe. And you have to surround yourself with the right troops. Um, my, before you answer that, I, ha I have a question because you said also earlier that it was built on love. And love yes. is a very good core to building a solid culture, right? Um, what's the constant culture like in order sure. for you to scale through all these evolutions that you've, do you've done that regardless of who you put in there, the culture remains the same? Um, you know, it's Team Asia has always been a family. It's always been a Team Asia family. Remember I said it started in the garage and then it started in my house. So when we have people here, they would join us for lunches. Mm -hmm. cool. so love is really very, very important, a Ronster. And uh, Team Asia was built on love and it's love of family. So Team Asians have always been part of the family, of our family. When we started, of course, I told you, no, Mike and I, he, I made him family. Mm -hmm. But my sister was the first creative director that we had. So she stayed with us for a long time and before, and then she went to the US. But every single person that we bring in has, it, fits into that family, the culture of the caring, um, the transparency, the discussions. When there is a problem, we all talk about it. We all decide, okay, this is what we're going to do. Walang iwanan. Another yes. thing is we continuously train people that we don't keep it to ourselves. We want to make sure that anyone who comes into Team Asia and decides to leave if ever um, has become a much better person, a much improved person. And uh, this is our experience. Marami Team Asia, if they leave because they feel at the time they want to, to experience some things, ang daming bumabalik. Correct. So we have a lot of balik bayans in Team Asia and they come back. And even those who have gone, they, they still write to me and say, I miss our family. 
even though it's a different experience, iba talaga when we were in Team Asia. Absolutely. So yun, and, it's, it's really the feeling of caring for people that I believe has uh, brought Team Asia to where it is. And the other thing is, we set high standards. Because uh, everybody sees that the, the leaders are the hardest working probably, right? So, so that's great, Miss. Uh, again, Miss Manette, because I, 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 I totally agree because this is my third startup now, Podcast Network Asia. And there's no better feeling as a founder knowing that you've impacted somebody's professional life, not just you know directly with skills, but also with the proper mindset, proper etiquette, little things that will set them up. They're like your children also. Like, oh, go ahead, make do your thing. I've already equipped you with the right skills. And then if they want to come back, there's just nothing like it too. Um, I, I've mm-hmm. had several employees do that, you know, always try to come back. Now, before we take our last break, I, I, I want to understand also one thing. Because again, you mentioned the the struggles also, but you had one major setback when the constant that you've always had was no longer there. Can you talk about what happened there and how you were able to, to pu- push through even if Mike wasn't there? Well, yeah, uh, we had a... Probably the worst thing that ever happened to me, you know, was when Mike died. He died of cancer. We learned that he had cancer in October of 2012 uh, and wow. was stage four already at, time, at the time when we oh, found no. out. So we had hoped and everything to to make sure that, you know, he, we could, he could get well, but it was very difficult. Um, so while he was sick mm-hmm. and um, he couldn't come to the office, I had to uh, continue on with Team Asia. It's right. very difficult if uh, you were always a partner, no? Because in our partnership, he was the face of Team Asia, and I was the behind. Right. Our joke was he would make promises, I would deliver. <laughs> Pero suddenly, he's not there to actually do it because he got sick. So right. I had to continue being the captain of the ship. Right. And at the same time, when I get home, to take care of him. Because he was a very private person, and he didn't want anyone else to to hold him or to touch him. Yeah. So I was nursemaid and I was still also taking care of Team Asia. Mm-hmm. My second daughter, Kara, was in Shangri-La, Boracay at the time working. Bea, who's our managing director now, was in the U.S. taking up her master's. So right. she was away. And our son, uh, Nicolo, was um, still in high school. So that was a very difficult period. Um, then Mike died in March of 23, uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I just went into depression. Oh, no. And this is where I tell you, Ronster, it's built on love. You know why? Bea, who had such a beautiful future in front of her in the U.S. because she um, she was a 4.0 student. no? Yeah. She had aced the whole thing and she actually received the award for being a perfect scorer uh, in her master's in Boston. She decided to come home. Oh. Sabi niya, mom, I'm going to help you. And I know late, I found out later all the challenges that she had when she was there at the time that Mike was sick. Right. Um, she took three jobs there, I mean, her schooling there. And she came home, she helped me. So now it was a Bea and Monette tandem. Whereas wow. before it was Mike and Monette, it was now Bea and Monette. Then I became the face at the start. So she started to work at the back and she was able to put together. It, it was actually a very difficult time because mm-hmm. you know, people who were reporting to Mike suddenly had to work to report to this young girl Correct. who was the daughter of the owner. And Correct. it was very difficult for many of them to accept that. Mm-hmm. But Bea is such a smart, she's my gosh. She is Unreal. the most 
wonderful leader, young leader in the world. There and she was able to get everyone together. And now she is actually the face of Team Asia already because now I have other advocacies that I am working on. That's amazing. So yon, now, we were able to sorry, we were no, able to convince our clients that we could deliver the service that it could even be better than before. Plus, because she had studied in the US, she brought back now the new training, the IMC into wow. Team Asia. Now, before uh, we we go to our last break, that was hard. I've, I've, these transitions from gener- multi-generational businesses always, sometimes, I've seen this, this has happened to a lot of companies. They mess this up really bad. But for you to, to seamlessly transition and help Bea take, take the baton or again, take, take the driver's, uh, take, take the wheel, right? What were the key things she did that, that allowed you to, again, take a step back and let her, uh, you know, take charge you know because again you're you're now thrust into this situation you have to deliver the stakes are high there's a legacy behind the business and you're this young person who you need to step up you know so what did she do to take the baton well i think the first thing that they uh, did was really to get hold of mancom the leaders and really to explain to them and get them on on the side that we Buy are in. still from Asia, that this is still family, that we need to continue with our work. And for those mm-hmm. who felt that, you know, they didn't want to work, then it was goodbye. Uh, for sense. those who felt that they were not comfortable uh, under Bea rather than under Mike. But Got for it. those who stayed and uh, Bea was able to build as well to get new blood into Team Asia. Mm-hmm. And it really became, we had our best years after that, you know. Wow. And uh, it was amazing. So it's really that she showed, she had the same kind of passion. She had the same kind of leadership and hard work and dedication. And she's very, very organized with a very clear vision mm. of where Team Asia should go. Yeah. No, no, no wonder because now she's the, the again, the, the product of Mike Hamlin and Miss Monette together. So it's like uh, Captain Marvel. Perfect in her own sense. <laughs> right there. Okay, now let's take our last break and then we come back. Let's wait forward and I'll ask you about things that founders can learn, especially from your journey in Team Asia. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. 
Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with GCash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back in the break. We're still with the matriarch of Team Asia, who's now passed it on. <laughs> Captain Marvel to bring home the bacon to, in, in, the, in the form of Baelin to shout out to Bea again. Uh, to, I'd love to have her on the show too. But again, you guys have a podcast. I know you have a podcast. Eh? Listen to the Team Asia podcast. Too. Uh, what's it? I forgot what it was called, but there's a Team Asia. Just search it on Spotify. No, I was just going to say it was Breakfast to Business or B2B breakfast to with Baelin. Yes, with Baelin. Okay, you eat your breakfast going to the business area wherever you are. Okay, just kidding. It's a bad joke. <laughs> All right. Stupid joke, Ron. What are you doing? Okay, so um, 
I want to understand, and let's pay it forward to the founders uh, that you've you've uh, that are listening to this, or to anyone who's listened to the to the episode so far. Early in the episode, you said a lot about being exposed to the best managed businesses in Asia, at least. And one of the things that I've learned as a startup founder, where I think I've 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 done I've crossed the chasm. So from being a founder to being a real CEO, because there's a big difference, by the way, mm-hmm. is management, real real management skills and real leadership skills. That's it's beyond passion. It's real skills to actually go through finances, HR, marketing. You know, real skills to pay the bills. That's what I always say. But what are the common fat denominators among the best managed um, businesses that you've seen? That other founders and, and business people listening to the show can learn from. I think, uh, based on what I've seen, it's really the leaders that determine the success of a company, and uh, the leaders' passion and the vision and the fire in the belly, not mm-hmm. to let any crisis or challenge topple them over, to be able to uh, to be agile. And uh, because like what the circle is that you will be able to conceal, aside from the, you know, their basics, like you mentioned, you need to know finance, operations, HR, uh, technology, general management, all of these things. That is a basic. But for that, you can get, um, you can get your mancom, your next leaders in line Correct. to handle that. But as the leader, you need to be able to tell them, this is what we need to do. This is where we need to go. And this is what we have to develop and be very good at so that people will want to come to us. We, ha- we need to be able to see what the need is that we have to fulfill. And once we know that need and we are able to fulfill it the best that we can, then clients will come to you. People will come to you for you to fulfill that, uh, that thing. And the other thing is charisma, you know. That's mm. very important I, right. that I've seen is that uh, people will actually believe in you and follow through to you. Correct. Because... There's some leaders that are that just don't have that. Yes, and it's innate. Uh, I think yes. it's very personality driven. Um, being able to to you know pull people around you to to drop whatever they're doing and be part of that that whatever uh, vision that you're you're drawing to the team and then letting them be part of that grand scheme uh, that you're trying to do. But uh, I want to understand because we can talk about you know the, the the factors. But do you have any perfect example that the top of your head? Of who these leaders are and what they were able to do, based on what you've already seen before. Because again, uh, it's some. It, it's the, I'll go a little academic on this. We need some use cases per se of what we can follow to replicate, so that we can also uh, implement it in our businesses. Okay, locally, I would Anywhere. love to you know follow the Ayala example. So the Ayalas here in the Philippines, I believe, have a very clear vision of what they want to achieve, no? And they have always been true to their values. So that's another thing is that they they really live their values, and um, and they have been doing that for the longest time. So that is something that I see. They have grown exponentially, and yet um, I see that um, they put people in as, as very important, like. Just last uh, November, no, there was a covenant for shared prosperity that was led by Ayala and the other big companies, SM, for instance, mm-hmm. here. And uh, they all know that you know the COVID has crippled the economy, has affected so many people. They've lost their jobs, and what they've done is to have a call for all businesses to rally together. 
to make sure to take care of their people, to say what is their commitment, no, not just to their clients, not just to their suppliers, but mainly to their people, to their community. What are you going to do? So I know that they have put in a lot of money, for example, in terms of uh, helping um, the companies, the people under them at the time when nagkakagulo. Um, in terms of the other countries, kasi you just look at all of those companies that have uh, won in the best managed companies mm -hmm. and you can see that they have really uh, done a lot. And what I've noticed is that uh, the leaders, the real leaders are humble. Yes. You know, that's what I'm surprised. Because there are some that I, I see and there's, you know, they're bragging. But comparing them to the ones that have really made the mark, napaka-humble nila. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been to their offices and they would even stand up and pour me coffee or pour me tea. Correct. And yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but for some reason... And let me know if, if you think this is wrong. But there's a common denominator also for those leaders who I think are on the, 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 the more of, they have more bravado more than humility in what they do. I think it stems from a sort of insecurity that they couldn't get over with. Because success, if you're successful, you'd be more humble, to be honest, that, you know, it's rarely about you. It's not about you know, what you've been able to do is the people, it's the collective effort of the team that you built, right? And a lot of people put themselves ahead of all these people and they, they like to be called, hey, I'm the star, you know, it's me, blah, blah, blah. And for somehow I, I just smell a, an, a pinch of insecurity sometimes from those types of people that want to be front and center rather than the team collectively. KSP. <laughs> but really you hit it right on the head. It's really insecurity. Right. Uh, I feel, and just, I was attending this boot camp over the weekend, no? Mm -hmm. And uh, this was a John Lee because I am continuously trying to upscale. So I attended a very an intensive three-day boot camp with John right. Lee on marketing. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the people that he was helping came on screen. And um, he was telling me, he was telling us, all of those people attending the boot camp, just how he started where he said he's the juice guru of Asia. Okay, wow. the juicy man at uh, Singapore. And yeah. now he's like a multimillionaire. Right. But at that time when he was starting off, uh, he was pushing carts. And he right. said he was not embarrassed that he had a day job mm -hmm. uh, earning money. But at the end, he was living his passion, which was to juice, to sell juice in a right. mall because his father had cancer. Correct. And he was so angry that people, the, the doctors were saying to go chemo when he felt that that was not the right way, that the right way was to uh, live and drink and eat healthily. So at night, he would do this juicing. So for me, when he was sharing that, he was very humble. And then he was saying for one year, he was doing it and he was barely making 30000 that yeah. he had to sell his car just so that he could continue with that passion. Right. But what helped him was that he got onto this boot camp because he wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And he learned the social media marketing skills that was able to propel him to where he is right now, where wow. he's on the cover of Forbes, he's wow. on Times, he's on Inc., he's on all of these uh, things. So there are many success stories, but these people, if you will look at them, they're very humble and they're yes. not embarrassed to Correct. share that they went through tough times. Exactly. 
And a lot of those guys have been guested here on Hustle Share. So there's a uh, 119 episodes <laughs> that you can listen to. I had I just had to plug. Sorry, Miss. <laughs> I had to get that done. And again, you're one of them too. You know, you humble to come clean that we struggled, but every struggle that we overcame made us humbler. Uh, in the process, and what's the name of the guy, Miss Manette? Just, just, uh, just, just to digress a little bit, just that we can put that in the show notes if you're interested to to learn about this juice guy who's been on Inc. on Forbes and all these magazines. We'll put that in the uh, show. Can notes. I get back to you on that? No problem. If if by this time you're listening, it will be on the show notes on hustleshare.com. Juice guy, okay. CEO. There's a link. Click that, and we got you. Okay, now let's move forward. Um. I want to ask the dynamics also, Ms. Manette, of how to work with a significant other. Because I've seen this happen well with some people that I've had here in bef- before, like, you know, Reese Fernandez, Ruiz, and Mark Ruiz. I've, had, I've, 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 I've seen those happen well. And I've seen also the opposite where they can't really work in the same room even, right? Because of, of clear, stark differences. But if you were to work with a significant other, because there's, there's again, there's a weird dynamic that, yo, at, at the end of the day, you're going to be right beside each other when you go to bed. And sometimes it's inevitable that you're going to bring those problems from the office at home too. What are the things that are your advice for those people working with their significant other so that it doesn't boil over at home or at least it becomes a healthy, manageable situation where you both thrive? Well, number one is uh, respect for each other. It's recognizing what each other's strengths are and recognizing that it's those strengths that will help propel the business forward. So he, in terms of Team Asia, since he was the writer, he took care of our content group. He's a nerd, so he took care of IT and technology and all of the digital marketing. And I was into experiences, so I handled all of the events as very detailed. So that's how we work together. I did the admin. So work on the strengths. Now know the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to work, uh, if it's this kind of issue, you handle it. If it's this issue, we handle it. But we were always equal. We always shared the same room, the same office. Wow. So if we had a problem, we just looked at each other and then we talked and, and worked it out. Yeah. But we actually you know, never fought. Wow. We would discuss, but we never, we never really fought. Wow. I can't That's amazing. remember fighting. No, again, this is one um, of those rare But at home, issues. it was different. Yeah, not rare issues, rare situations. Because I've seen people almost rip each other's head off uh, because they just couldn't get on the same page in terms of business. No, it's I guess be- the the reason this worked for us because before we got married, we were already working uh, on the awards. Already that we rapport worked, so we already knew each other's uh, way of working. We knew we could depend on each other. That we would always have each other's back. Mm. So we knew that. So there was full trust. And we were coming, we both came from uh, failed relationships. Mm. And because of that, we valued more the love we had. Wow. So we really nurtured it. Pagdating naman sa bahay, the minute work ended, it was time for the family and the kids. So we always made sure that we were together eating so that we were able to build a family. And then because we were entrepreneurs, when the kids went to sleep, back na naman kami to work. Wow. Two so that, was, that was our hustle. <laughs> that was our hustle. We were it was always full work. Probably the only thing I really regret is that um, we didn't have that much time in terms of enjoying life. 
in the sense that we were spending so much time working so that we could build a better future for our families and for the families of our employees that we didn't take that many vacations. Got it. I wish we had done that more. Got it. Until, you know, sometimes life has a way of just telling you time's up. Mm. And then we couldn't do it anymore because you were done. But I, 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 can't, I can't blame you because as an entrepreneur, if you love what you're doing, it doesn't even feel like work. You just love it. You just love doing it repeatedly over and over again. So for entrepreneurs as well, like for me, this is my therapy. It might be stressful, <laughs> but I'd rather be doing business than nothing. Right. And because even if I'm at the beach, the first thing I th- look at the fucking sea is like, oh my God, what is going to do? What's payroll doing? What does he do? <laughs> I can't detach that. I'm hardwired like that. I'm driving, whatever it is, I'm biking. It's the business that runs in the, in the brain. And that's, that's, I guess, the blessing and the curse, but I'd rather be doing this than anything else. Okay, now Miss Minette, uh, Minette, Monette, who's the news, Minette? Okay, uh, last two questions. Um, in terms of networking, you said you built that network uh, over time. What are your tips for entrepreneurs, you know? Because at the end of the day, people always say, yeah, I don't have money. But dude, if you have built a great network, that's the greatest asset you ever have to start a business. Now, what are your tips and tricks that you can share for, for people who want to build a solid network? Uh, and build on the reputation business as well. You know, your network is your net worth. So that is so important to build those relationships. And the way you build relationships is really being in the trenches with people, being as uh, genuine as you can, keeping notes of where they are, and uh, keeping tabs on them. Don't just go there when you have to talk to them because you need something. Correct. But be there... um, you know, Facebook is a great way of connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that. I, I befriended you earlier. Right? There you go. <laughs> so, so, for example, if I have a conference and I need to get to some speakers, I normally would go first to to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I befriend a person. And please note, mas mabilis people respond when it's a request through uh, Facebook Correct. than if it is an email. And you have yes. to go through the secretaries and the guards. Yep. It'll take forever. Mm-hmm. But if you do it this way, then um, you become friends. And it, and because it's, I guess, on Facebook, then people can see your 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 real life, who you are. Correct. No, well, it's again, not if you just want to be keeping professional, LinkedIn is also a nice resource. And that also works for us as well. That's true. I So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on <laughs> Facebook. There you go. Just don't do TikTok. It's a little weird if you're trying to do this. I am okay? not doing <laughs> No, no <laughs> dancing on TikTok, okay? That's not professional. All right. Okay, last uh, last two questions. You, again, succession. I've seen this in the best possible way. I've seen this. I've seen companies or, or families fumble through this. What's the best thing that you think you've done with Bea to... to, to that we can share to to at least the matriarchs or the patriarchs, the first generation, they always call it like that. Um, for some reason, the first gen to, to the second gen or the third gen. As you're passing along, along a business built on legacy and reputation in order to properly progress to the next phase of your business. You know, Bea has been involved in the business from day one. She was what, four years old? Wow. When I set up in Asia. Wow. And so she saw how, how life was. And and 
I told you before that we would send invitations by slow mail. I would line up the children in the dining room. So we would have stacks of paper and invitations. And so the eldest would fold the paper. The next one would put it inside the envelope and stick like the, the production line. <laughs> the last child would do the would wow. do the bila to close the <laughs> The liquor. There you go. The liquor. So Bea and my other kids have really been part and wow. they were there from everything. They went through the whole thing. We made them work. Mm-hmm. No? So Bea has done telemarketing. Calling people up to check on their uh, uh, content information and also mm-hmm. whether they would attend events. She was there in the letter shopping. She was there in the registration. She was there as speaker management. She helped on the PR. She f- eventually rose up to the ranks until she became marketing manager uh, right after she finished uh, her college at Saints Co. And then she went to, to Boston. And I remember I felt so sad as a mom when she announced that she was going to Boston and I found out that she and Mike have already been discussing this for months and it was already prepared. Mm -hmm. I was not ready. I was not ready to let my daughter go as a mom, huh? And I remember it was like for the next two months when she was in Boston, I would sleep on her bed crying because I missed her so much. Mm. But that opportunity for her to get out of Team Asia and learn what it is from outside, upskill, be more open to new learning, open to other things she was able when she was in the U.S. to visit many agencies and to see how work was done. She brought that back up. When she came back to the Philippines, I encouraged her to be part of different associations. I said that's the only way that you can become plugged into the business community. So she was the one who took the lead at the Philippine Marketing Association because I was busy with many of the other associations and also with IMAP, the Internet yep. and Mobile Marketing Association. So mm-hmm. that is her network, not the marketing, internet, digital. Right. And uh, so now she's doing podcasts. So yon, it's building the <laughs> network, but understanding the business right. from the beginning and all aspects of it. Alam mo nga, dati, pag nagalit yan, mami, susumbong na kita sa bantay bata. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Okay, yeah, I don't do that to your mother. She won't get baon. Okay. <laughs> she always has the baon card. So even if you bantay bata her, the baon card will always win. <laughs> Alright, but again, I, again, I've, I've seen this to, to, I've heard this story from first generation again. They immerse their children early on. By, by accident or by force to prepare them for real life. But again, eventually, they're going to have to step up. And I think you've seamlessly done that. So mad props to you and Bea. Now, last question before I let you go. You, you said that you know there was a regret, but what would you have done differently, Miss Monette, um, if you had a chance to go back to the journey and, and you know just to steer a little bit uh, in a, a Team Asia into to a different direction? Would you have done something differently or would you have stayed the same course? I think in terms of steering Asia, I would have stayed the same. Got it. I think that we have done the correct things that uh, were available to us at that time, yeah. which was uh, to always develop, uh, keep on learning, keep on upskilling, being part mm-hmm. of technology, and continuing to be plugged in to the business and to mm-hmm. the developments and using PR. Mm-hmm. But my main regret, and if only I could, and I've said this already, no, mm-hmm. is that I would have wanted to spend more time time with Mike. Got it. 
that is the one thing that I cannot bring back. Yeah. But again, uh, this is just temporary. Eventually, we will all be together. I believe I in this. You know, this is just temporary. We, we all cross whatever religion you're listening to. This is all temporary. And we're going to be together eternally. Wow. I just went spiritual on that one. But again, Miss Manette, thank you very much for being on Hustle Show. But before I let you go, Miss Manette, invite people over on what they, they need to know more about Team Asia and what you guys are going to be doing next, especially in this pandemic. And you know, once we get those vaccines in our bloodstream, everything's going to be busy again. So how do they reach you and how do they do that? Well, please, uh, if you need to have your brand visibility, come over to Team Asia, talk to us. No, we're at www.teamasia.com or you can call me up at 0917-521-2771 or at mihamlin at teamasia.com. We intend to continue creating, developing, and sustaining visibility for brands to next level experiences, integrated marketing experiences. So come on over. We have pivoted to the digital front. Uh, from uh, on-ground events, we are now doing everything uh, on the virtual stage. So again, Miss Monette, thank you very much. If you guys, again, one last time, do you have any other invitations to the hustlers that are listening to, to, the, to the podcast? Go, go on ahead and let's do the shout-out well, minute. Well, aside from coming over, if you want to uh, help on creating, developing, and uh, building sustainability for your brand, um, for visibility... Please uh, join us for our morning B2Bs. That's Breakfast to Business with Bea. Mm -hmm. And also we have the Red Circle. The Red Circle is our publication online. And you can be abreast of the latest happenings, whether it's on technology, on what are the latest from the president's announcements or culture and all of that. So the redcircle.com is something that you should be uh, watching. And also, if um, you know, I believe that uh, everyone needs to give back. So I'd like to invite all of you to support my dream in a shoebox. My dream in a shoebox is our CSR advocacy, where we get uh, people to donate uh, boxes that contain uh, educational tools for children who right now are having to learn away from the school. No, they're yep. learning from. Home. So they're needing uh, things like tablets and stuff like that. So check out my dream in a shoebox and uh, find out how you can help support. There you go. Again, thanks again, Miss Monette Hamlin. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. And again, if we did say some jargon and about the juice guy, don't worry. It's going to be the show notes on hustlechair.com. Oh, oh yeah. what's the name? Mark Leong. Mark Leong. Okay. L-E-O-N-G. He's called Asia's Juice Guru. Juice Guru. Again, it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, don't worry. You don't have to Google if you're driving or doing whatever. It's in the show notes on HustleShare.com. And again, if you want to be involved in how we grow this community, it's going to be the HustleShare community on Facebook so that you can suggest guests to us. And lastly, message us on our HustleShare chatbot at m.me slash HustleShare powered by chatbotph. Again, Miss Manette, thank you very much. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.